game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. What you gonna do? Act fool. So I still got <laughs> Luda's song still stuck in my head from <laughs> last night. Man, what a show. What a show. It's a bit out of my element, but... Oh, now, come on. Last night, Troy and I, along with uh, his wife and my girlfriend, and Travion was there, but he actually he didn't ride with us. He went alone because he had a VIP uh, meet and greet to do with Janet Jackson. He was special. But we went to the Janet Jackson Ludacris show concert last night, and I got to say, that was a pretty dang good show. Out of your element, the way you popped when he came on. No, well, Janet, Janet is definitely like, I've listened and I haven't listened to a whole lot of Janet Jackson music in my life. Way Got more it. Michael. Got Way it. Way more okay. Michael. But Luda hit at the right time for me. Like I told you before he came on stage, like Luda was definitely my generation. Because he said his first single came out in 2000. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he started, he got into acting, of course, with the Fast and Furious movies. But he also kept release, like his music was released, like the big hits was like 2000 to 2006. Right. Or something like that. So I was like, you know, that was like during my rap and hip hop era, my phase <laughs> that I had. So it was perfect. So I knew quite a few songs. Uh, even some I even forgot about. I was like, oh, yeah. Or like like verses that he had in like, or features that he had in, in other songs. Right. Like, yeah, by Usher. Right. I was like, oh, that's right. He was in that song. But I'll tell you what, Janet Jackson, we talked about Monday that uh, she was going to perform like 40-something songs. I'm like, how in the world do you have all that time? Like, it, you have to do this in a couple of hours. I mean, they, she did it. She kept the tempo going all evening long, and maybe for about a, about a seven-minute stretch, there was kind of a lull in the middle of it. But otherwise, it was pretty daggone solid. The only lulls there were was, and they kind of kept the music going, but they were doing like transit like doing some stuff on stage like switching a few things up right like maybe bringing out a prop or two or uh, you know or moving the ba- that's the thing i've never seen a concert where they move the band back and forth on stage right like the the band was moving at, at different places i was yeah. like that that's that's definitely different and then also you pointed this out to me and i saw it as well and i thought about it it's the first concert i had ever been to where they rolled credits yes at the end yes Absolute, how bizarre. I, I, that caught my eye because it was so different. You're used to seeing credits at the end of everything else on television. I have never seen credits roll at a concert. Welcome to the game, Mitch Fortner and Troy, uh, uh, Troy Coverdale. Rather, I, Travion not here, actually, because he got home late. They actually did the meet and greet with Janet Jackson after, after the show. Oh, boy. But I saw the picture. It's on his Instagram. And I followed him. I was like, I got to see the picture. Good for him. And she is short. Oh, yeah. Because Travion's not that tall, but she is considerably shorter than he is. I would guess she's maybe 5'3". That's rough about where she is, yeah. And, and Michael wasn't that tall. I mean, I say not that tall. I mean, I think he was 5'9", five 5'10", five maybe. Right. I'm short. I mean, I'm 5'5", five five, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, it's still not that tall if you consider what people think what tall should be. Right. But anyway... Uh, a lot of 
stuff to talk about, of course, today. Tyler Perry committed to the Cats yesterday. we got number one song of the day and Ask Us Anything all coming up. We're going to hear from Julius Prince. As uh, throughout the week, we're going to hear from all four draft picks for K-State and uh, hear some of their introductory press conference with the media of the team that picked them. Plus, uh, Patrick and Jackson Mahomes having two separate weeks. But guys, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. AEW Dynamite tonight is from the CFG Bank Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. The Four Pillars Tag Team Matchup is tonight. World Champion MJF and Sammy Guevara against Jungle Boy Jack Perry and Darby Allen. I saw, and my, my, I told Lindsay this, my two worlds kind of clashed this week when AEW announced that they're going to be having a limited time offer of a lavender hoodie, and it has a black AEW logo on it. And I was like, well... I'm going to have to get this. Okay. It was only 50 bucks. I thought that was a pretty decent price. But also, how about this news? So, AEW announced that they're going to do a pay-per-view at Wembley Stadium in London. Wembley holds 90,000 fans. And that's like in the seats. But, of course, when it's wrestling, you put people on the floor. And they're not covering up any seats. They're going to try to sell every single one. So, you're talking around 100,000 people. There's only been a pre-sale going on right now when you need a password to get in. And it's been going on for a little less than a day and a half. 43,000 tickets Woof. have sold so far. That is an incredible number. It's already now the second highest attended wrestling show in England's history. But also that means Derek Young from Case Center Line is joining us via the Zoom. D.Y., I noticed today is Dwayne Haskins' birthday. Do you have a favorite Ohio State quarterback of all time? Man, I, I'm trying to think. It, it might honestly be, and this, I know this is going to sound wild, but it might be Terrell Pryor. Hmm. I was a big Terrell Pryor fan. Okay. Who Would there be a second place? Second place? Second place actually might be C.J. Stroud, just because even as uh, a recruiting analyst that covers Kansas State, we we covered CJ. Sure. Kent State offered, and he took an official visit to Manhattan. I don't know if I would have a favorite. I, actually, I might. I would. I probably might lean Terrell Pryor as well. I just kind of remember his career more than anybody else's. Yeah, he was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. So was Braxton. Braxton Miller might be up there. He was pretty good. Uh, just a fun player. It's funny because obviously Justin Fields and Dwayne Haskins and CJ Stroud have. Basically all the records at this point, but yeah, Terrell Pryor is kind of a nostalgic name for me. And Craig Krenzel is actually the one that won a national title, um, and so did Cardale Jones. I remember Dwayne Haskins, like his record-breaking stuff was just single-game stuff, right? Like it wasn't like career, yeah, career records. Single season, single season. Didn't he throw like for fifty touchdowns? That That's one the year? thing. Like I remember a couple of games Dwayne Haskins would play. It would just be insane, like through the roof kind of numbers in in Big Ten games. Man, I yeah, can't... he had a he had a, he had a fifty touchdown season. Did not wow. win. I don't, I don't know that he was invited to New York or not for the Heisman Trophy ceremony, but I think Justin Fields was. Okay. Well, let's get to the big news from yesterday. Uh, I, I think I can finally use the joke, Medea comes to Manhattan with Tyler Perry uh, <laughs> committing to the Cats yesterday, and I, I didn't get to watch it live because 
Uh, he was doing Jeff Goodman's podcast, Field of Six. It's Field of Sixty Eight, right? That's the name of the yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so because I was at that concert last night, but I knew it was taking place eight thirty uh, yesterday, and it was uh, the the commitment was short and sweet. But next year, in August, I'll be attending Kansas State University. So there you have it. Uh, on three has him has the 20th best player in the uh, transfer portal and the rankings. You can be kind of all over the place. I've seen as high as number two in the transfer portal, but up into the finish line until the, uh, announcement, I knew you felt very confident 100% K state heading into the commitment. Yeah, there was no doubt about it for me. I think that he gave them the word not too long ago. I think it was probably last week, which is why you kind of saw the signal from coach Jerome Tang. Um, and I think it was alluding to Tyler Perry, of course, and and I know not a lot of people had consistent optimism about the Wildcats' chances, just because, in ways, it was a unorthodox recruitment because he didn't even include Kansas State like on his like top ten, top eight, and all of a sudden they splashed into it um, when he released his top four. But I I was pretty adamant the entire time, even when they were being included, that. Kansas State needed to be a school that folks at least acknowledged was a threat to win his recruitment. At the end of the day, they they very much did that. Yeah, and uh, and Tyler said in his interview with uh, Jeff Goodman, you know, he wanted to go to a place that wasn't rebuilding, a place that was already winning. And of course, Jerome Tang has I mean, established that uh, certainly in year one that it wasn't a rebuild. It's going to be winning, and it's not going to take long. They're already winning with an elite eight appearance and. There's no doubt about it that Tyler Perry was very attracted to that, even though, you know, Grant McCaslin, who's now going to be heading, is now at Texas Tech, has some work to do to get that, uh, you know, program back on the right track. So uh, give me your your point of view on on Tyler Perry. What's the sexiest thing about his game, in your opinion? Yeah, the, uh, the, the rebuild part that you – mentioned is actually interesting if that really became a tremendous factor in his recruitment obviously Alabama and Arkansas would kind of fit that criteria as well but I think those two programs filled up even though they hosted him on an official visit that kind of made it what Kansas State Florida Texas Tech Ole Miss Florida also was Todd Golden's first year did not have the same success that Jerome Tang did Chris Beard that's going to be a rebuild uh, at Ole Miss that's not a team mm-hmm. that was in the tournament last year. And uh, Grant McCaslin, I know we have kind of associated Texas Tech with some winning basketball, but that's probably a rebuild at this point, just the way yeah. that Mark Adams kind of ran it, you know, into the ground a little bit towards the end there. So um, if that was the criteria and you eliminate Alabama and Arkansas as contenders, then Kansas State was going to be the clear pick and, and in terms of a, you know, a sexy trade about his game. It's all offense for me. This guy can really shoot the basketball and really score it. Um, at the end of the day, uh, I think that's what you would point to, whether it's off the catch, off a pass, uh, catch and shoot opportunity, or even off the bounce, off the dribble and just pulling up. He can really fill it, fill it up and score a lot of points and bunches. So, yeah, probably not someone that you would necessarily want to be the primary ball handler. But a guy is that that combo guard that can handle the ball at times, but more so play off the ball and be an elite scoring guard. I think that's what he is. And when you hear me describe that, you know, I think the size is similar. The athleticism is similar. 
I think Tyler Perry is probably a little bit better defender, and this guy's probably a little bit better passer than than Perry, but he kind of compares a little bit to Nigel Pack. Hmm. I okay. I'm kind of playing it out in my head of like how I remember the way Nigel Pack would play, and I the comparisons I were making in my head just earlier in the day, just kind of putting together this interview I was going to do with you here today was we're doing it now, just kind of like like kind of the guys on the team or who have departed now, like who he reminds me of. And I just kind of see little bits and pieces of everybody kind of fits the mold when it comes to Tyler Perry. Cause I, I, what I really like is just his ability to take a guy one-on-one and he's not afraid of contact when he gets into the paint. As, as a matter of fact, I think he likes it. He doesn't mind drawing the fouls and he does a great job of scoring off of that contact with going off glass and getting maybe a little bit of a lazy chair, uh, like layup to go in after he takes that contact. Have you seen that same thing? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, his offensive, just offensively, he's very, very skilled. So I think that's something too, but he's going to score. I, I, you'll, we'll see how the defense looks with him on the floor. Although um, obviously he's going to have limitations in terms of who we can guard, but at the same time he's played in the defense that Kansas state incorporates probably longer than anyone on the Kansas state roster just because he's been in North Texas in that same system. Um, that's Scott Drew coaching tree, like you mentioned, with Grant McCaslin, who runs the same defense that Kansas State runs. So there will be some overlap uh, that won't make it a deep adjustment for him. So, uh, But but at the end of the day, yeah, he's an elite offensive player. Well, and we've heard Drum Tang say it many times, like, you know, a lot of reason he likes a certain guy is because he's a winner. And he wants to recruit winners. I mean, are you are you going to find much more of a winner? I mean, maybe not like NCAA tournament winner. He hasn't actually made it there yet, but he's won a JUCO national championship. Uh, I, I tallied up all the wins. He has 109 victories in four years. Do you think that might be the most attractive part of him when it comes to his recruitment and why he would fit fit K State so well as winning all those games? Most attractive, probably not. I think the most attractive is probably his offensive <laughs> skill set because they really sure. needed scoring to replace, you know, the likes of Marquise Noel and, and potentially Keontae Johnson. So um, I think it was part of the judgments and, and why they like him as much as they do. I just, I think we're probably over-exaggerating it a little bit if we consider it the the, the top trait that they like. I, I think it was maybe in the top three or four, but... First and foremost, they need they need his offensive production. So how big is this recruitment and win for Drum Tang and company? Is there a comparison to last year's recruiting process of if there's a proper comparison of just the caliber? Or no, I mean, uh, caliber-wise, I, I mean, Keontae Johnson ended up being probably the best transfer in the entire country. So you went from landing the number one transfer potentially last year in Keontae Johnson to maybe, you know, potentially a top five transfer now in Tyler Perry. So I think both are outstanding, um, different players, of course, but I think you got an outstanding transfer in last year in Keontae, and I think you got an outstanding one right now in Tyler Perry. Um, but based on recruiting opponents, who else is involved? I mean, I would say Tyler Perry is the best recruiting win, though, uh, in terms of who they defeated for services. Tell you what, though, I love that he's won 109 games. He has done it at different levels. Hopefully he can do it here. And, man, I love that he's shot 41.3% from three-point range for the Mean Green in his two seasons. He made 184 threes 
in his two seasons for the Mean Green. I think he definitely deserves the uh, the bump up in uh, when it comes to majors. He's now a high major, power six player for K-State as they picked the Cats yesterday over three other schools. Uh, D.Y., let's take a break. We'll continue with a little bit of uh, talk about K-State basketball and recruiting as we move forward. And we'll get a little football in there as well when we come back with Derek Young from K-State Online here on the game. Appreciate Troy in that game sports update. Also pass along. uh, Saw this uh, thanks to Brian Smoller tweeting it out. K-State baseball with the latest bracketology from D1 Baseball says the Batcats right now at three seed heading to Fayetteville. So... Cats firmly right now in uh, the bracketology in the field right now. Play a little NCAA regional baseball coming up here in, uh, what, four weeks or so. We're back on the game. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, and Derek Young joining us from K-State Online as we talk K-State hoops and recruitment as Tyler Perry yesterday, the guard transfer from North Texas, 5'11 guard with a year of eligibility remaining, has picked the Wildcats at his final destination for collegiate basketball I guess from there D.Y. we just kind of move on to what the future holds and it's kind of an interesting spot now where so the three guards that K-State was in on one ends up coming to K-State but where the big board currently stands is I guess a little bit of a question mark and also you know it's fair to point out that the the window getting slimmer and slimmer for guys to jump into the transfer portal with what about a week to go so I guess you know, what is the story right now of where K-State is at currently when it comes to moving on to find that next guy in the portal? Yeah, they're being patient and they're being thorough. I wish I had better information, but I really don't at the moment. I think they're surveying the the vast array of options that are still available. I think they're under the impression that more will become available that might be appealing to them as well, which is, a, is another reason why they've chosen to be patient. I, I think they're examining a a couple of different targets right now, but I just don't know if they've absolutely locked in on anyone specifically. I think they're also still waiting, like what happens with say Keontae Johnson and, and Naquan Tomlin. I think most believe that Keontae Johnson's going to uh, leave and go pro and that Naquan Tomlin will return. But those are technically two decisions that are up in the air a little bit, but you'll, you'll have likely three to the four open spots. One of them already claimed by Tyler Perry I bet they would like at least another guard and another big. With Derek Young from Kingston Online, Hunter Dickinson from uh, Michigan is, I guess, getting ready to make his decision on where he's going to land. And I think KU fans are about to get burned on what they thought was going to be the projected landing spot than it was, you know, a couple of weeks ago. You think it's going to be Kentucky? I have absolutely no idea uh, on Hunter Dickinson. That one is. Got everyone guessing and not really as engaged with it since it doesn't involve Kansas State. I mean, you hear everything from Maryland to, to what, Kansas, Kentucky. Um, I forget, I don't really even know exactly who else is involved. So, I mean, I don't think anything would necessarily surprise me. I thought I had heard that Kentucky wasn't as confident, but who knows? Hmm. I heard they uh, they had the best offer on the table, but uh, who knows what other guys are what other programs are coming up with. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to football. A uh, little little draft talk here. Deuce Vaughn is now a Dallas Cowboy. Is the Dallas Cowboys now the most when it comes to being a legit contender for the Super Bowl than they have in the last twenty six years? Now Deuce Vaughn is on the team. You know, I, I'm just hoping for the best for Deuce. I think it's a great story. Um, 
in the videos have been fantastic to, to watch and observe between he and his father. Um, but there is still a part of me that is, look, Deuce Vaughn's technically been a pro since he was probably 16 years old. That's just how he carries himself. And I have zero concern about him having a very long and lucrative professional career. I just don't know if it's an optimal situation for him to be in that Dallas Cowboys offense. As in, like, you just you feel like he's not the best fit for the offense. Like it was more of a, Hey, his dad's on the ro- on the uh, coaching or on the staff as a scout. Like let's just draft his dad and get a good story out of it th- or draft his son and make a good story out of this. I'm not going to accuse them of just looking for a good PR opportunity. I mean, you obviously there's some ammo to suggest maybe that's the case, but Deuce Vaughn's too good of a player for that to be the sole reason. So I just don't completely buy it. But at the same time, I don't trust that offensive, the offensive decision makers there oh. with it, Mike McCarthy and Schottenheimer. No, Kel Moore's gone as the offensive coordinator. I believe there's a Schottenheimer now that is OC that was kind of in Seattle, I think, at one point. I just look, I love Deuce, but he is a very unique player, and you need to have a unique offensive mind and unique system uh, to be created and to give him the opportunities where he's going to be util- you got to utilize him in the perfect way for him to be successful. I just don't know if I trust the Dallas offensive decision makers to do it. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but uh, I, I do kind of at the same time. But Brian Schottenheimer, yes, is the new offensive coordinator. He was a consultant for the team a year ago, but he's also been, I guess, I mean, he's been coaching for 22 years and yeah I, I don't know I guess we'll see but you know Deuce Vaughn might also become more of a just a kick and punt returner but also I mean he's playing behind Tony Pollard as well so it's not like he's going to go in there and steal a, a starting spot or anything I think the big issue though is that he's not going to be wearing number 22 they need to get over because they don't retire numbers the Dallas Cowboys they just kind of uh put them away they retire them unofficially I guess and Emma Smith was a great number 22, but I think Deuce Vaughn might be a little bit better. I know I might be biased, but uh, educated guess, let's put it that way. Uh, did the Packers do – how did the Packers do with their draft? I don't know a single person they drafted. Well, they drafted a backup defensive end in the first round, and, you know, I, I wasn't as engaged as I typically am just because it's really hard to be completely invested right now with the direction – of the franchise and they did just give Jordan love an extension as well at quarterback. Uh, yeah, I, I can't say that, I that I know all the picks, but I don't know one that I'm completely in love with. Well, with K state as now the opportunity to jump into the portal for football has now closed offensive tackle, Jalen Clem corner, Omar Daniels and linebacker Gavin Forshare are the three uh, that did jump in, which I think that's a pretty positive number, just three guys jumping in the portal. Uh, but when it comes to now finding guys to fill those spots or fill those scholarships for this upcoming season, you don't have to necessarily look at their positions, at corner or linebacker. I think linebacker in a pretty good spot. Offensive line seems to be in a pretty good spot. I guess if you're K-State and Kleiman and, and this coaching staff, is there a position you look at first to try to fill when it comes to the transfer portal at this point? Uh, well, I think they definitely want to address the defensive backfield. So, you know, obviously they only lost three, but I think they'll add at least one, maybe two from the transfer portal. And I think the defensive backfield is definitely 
uh, a position that they'd like to target. I think specifically safety is a is a position that they still think believe or believe needs reinforcements. And in terms of the three that they lost, Jalen Clem, Gavin Fershay, um, I'm losing uh, Omar Daniels. Mind. Omar Daniels on the third one. Uh, I think those three just, you know, it's great. You were right about the product of the culture and that you only lose three. And you're not losing you're not losing anyone that you were desperate to keep either. There's no disasters um, or emergency situations that are coming out of those decisions. Those decisions, quite frankly, are likely just the culprit of depth chart implications that when they discovered where they um, fell in the pecking order throughout spring ball. All right, D.Y., well, that's all I really got for you, other than I think I'm going to change my answer of favorite Ohio State quarterback to I'm going to go now with Troy Smith. Oh, Heisman Trophy winner. Makes sense. Yeah, I like I like awards. I like trophies. D.Y., thank you so much for your time. We'll talk to you next week. Yep, see you then. Derek Young, Casey Online, joining us here on the game when we come back. Well, actually, still to come in hour number two. I want to talk more about Tyler Perry, get to more of his comments that he made about why he picked K-State, how hard it was for him to leave North Texas and jump to the portal for his last year of eligibility. Coming up next, a little bit of the introductory press conference from Julius Brintz, who is now playing for his hometown team, the Indianapolis Colts. We're going to hear from Juju coming up next. I am so happy for a kid like Julius Brintz with, you know, like Felix and with Josh Hayes being drafted to their hometown teams. We had Julius Brintz on the show last week and I asked him the question is being a cult the dream. He's like, yeah, but you just, you know, whoever takes me, it's a blessing. I understand the answer. Very coach like answer. Yeah, it's, you know, being very politically correct. Uh, you don't want to bury anybody, uh, but also don't want to give you like yourself uh, too high of expectations. And then, you know, anyway, but he is a cult. He's from Indianapolis. His watch party was in Indianapolis and he actually gave a reaction that was kind of stone faced, not a whole lot of emotion, maybe just kept it all wrapped up in the inside. But the family and friends around him definitely told the story that he's in the city. He's playing for the Indianapolis Colts. And I got to say, I love the fit. As I did my research today, I was kind of reading up on what the hell the Colts are doing. Um, You know, haven't quite been the franchise they had once been, to say the least. Um, But was like, you know, Julius Brintz being picked 44th overall, second round. Would it be the right fit? Is it, you know... I think it is, and I'll get to that here in just a little bit, but as we are doing this week, we had Felix on Monday, didn't have a show yesterday, rest of the week, once uh, one a day, we're going to hear from Deuce Vaughn Friday, plan on hearing from Josh Hayes Thursday, today, uh, an abbreviated version of Julius Brintz in his introductory press conference as an Indianapolis Colt. How exciting <laughs> is it to be drafted by your hometown team, and what do you think it can bring this team as far as your cornerback abilities, your athleticism, your length, and um, your uniqueness on that side of the ball. 100%, man. It's, it's crazy. You can't write no better story than this, man. Uh, just first and foremost, man, just give my thanks to God. You know, uh, I feel like this is just nothing but him, you know, just being able to have this opportunity um, to play in my hometown. You know, being a coach fan my whole life, growing up watching, you know, the Peyton man, he's my favorite player growing up with Bob Sanders. You know, so now just to 
be able to put on that same horseshoe, man, it's it's nothing short of a blessing, man. It's, and it's crazy. Uh, but I know this is just started this part, you know, just started the journey. Um, I'm just ready to get to work, man. So like a lot of people had kind of wrote me off, you know, and then past few years I've been at Kansas State and just wanted to show that I am who I say I am. Where are you watching from today, and and what was that moment like when you saw a three one seven number pop up on your phone? It was crazy. It was all like I was down there like dreaming in a sense, and I was just praying nobody wanted prank calling me. Uh, I seen three one seven pop up, but yeah, we over here at uh, Birdies in Westfield, so it's great, man. Just to have you know the people. Who've been supporting me my whole life be a part of this um this major milestone and accomplishment with me and um man it's just it's surreal and honestly it's i don't think it's really sinking in on me yet but uh it's crazy it's crazy probably a little bit different of a process for you with the injury where are you at with that when do you expect to be on the field and how much interaction did you have with the colts uh, i know you were here for the local pro day a couple of weeks ago right yeah it was pretty it was pretty uh cool for me to come back for the local pro day obviously i didn't get to work out but um just being able to get a little bit more personal with the coaches, you know, them getting the feel for me and likewise, and um, just seeing if it was the right fit. <laughs> I'm so sad that I'm just glad that they picked me up, but uh, it's crazy just being to have this opportunity. But, yeah, with the wrist situation, yeah, uh, it was something I had injured throughout the season, but actually the very first game of the season, and I um, decided just to go ahead and play with it, man, and um, and deal with it afterwards. So I got it done after the, after the combine, and uh, it's doing good, man. It's doing real good. You know, I'm moving. You know, I'm pretty much ahead of the curve on my recovery. Um, continue to rehab on that, but I'm gonna be full go by the time we get to camp, so it's gonna be no worries. Hey, Juju, uh, I know we got to talk to you at the local pro day, and I'm just curious. In that moment, did you feel like this was pretty likely? Did you? I mean, I know it's a dream situation, but did you get to feel that like this just was the natural fit that this could actually happen? Man, I mean, you just never know, you know. Um, no, nah, I, I, I didn't expect it. I mean, kind of in a sense, I know they wanted a great pointer, and they, they got one with me, but uh, you just never know. Julius, just to clarify, uh, you prefer Juju? <laughs> it's, it's whatever, man. That's that's been my nickname my whole life growing up. Julius, Juju, whatever. It doesn't matter, man. But uh, I would say definitely for my opponents, we're going to call it Juju Island. So, yeah, we can, we can rock with Juju. I like that, Juju Island. I don't recall ever calling him Juju at a press conference or even on, like, Power Cat Game Day. Definitely didn't say Juju Brents. It was Julius Brents at the games as the, uh, as the public address announcer, but – I mean, heading into the draft, England, Indianapolis Colts were extremely thin, first of all. And I was pretty pumped about this signing, Stephon Gilmore, who was the starting corner for the Colts last year, along with Kenny Moore, is now a Dallas Cowboy. So they have only one starter returning. In the depth, really, that's returning is a bunch of guys that Julius can beat. He can beat him out for a starting spot. Here's the kicker, though. It's going to be some tough competition because the Colts did an extremely good job with their draft. They went into the draft with nine picks, and they ended up making 12 picks. They collected more picks because they kept moving back in the second round, as in they had actually had a couple of trades, and they kept moving back, and that's how they ended up with the 44th pick in the draft. Julius Brents is one of those is that guy in the forty fourth pick, but he was one of three corners picked in the in the Colts draft. Darius Rush, who played for South Carolina, is very talented, and then Jalen Jones, who's a seventh round guy from Texas A and M, is is pretty decent as well. So Julius will have his hands full with competition, but nobody has the size like Julius Brents and the athleticism of Julius Brents. So I mean, if I were to predict, I would say Julius Brents is going to be your starter. 
at corner for the Indianapolis Colts this next season, I think he has an awesome opportunity to jump in to that kind of role and play absolutely right away. Uh, let's take a break, and when we come back, and again, we're going to hear Josh Hayes in a piece of his introductory press conference uh, tomorrow as he was picked by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he grew up in Lakeland, Florida, just a few miles away from Raymond James Stadium. But when we come back, we're going to stick with football, kind of, NFL, kind of, because Patrick and Jackson Mahomes are having some pretty different weeks. Next. If there aren't execs out there for, like, Netflix or, you know, Hulu or E-Network that have or need ideas for new reality shows, they got to contact the Mahomes family right away. I mean, they're going to be looking for time to fill anyway with the writer's strike. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is having a pretty interesting week, and it's actually kind of just getting started because on Monday he and Brittany were at the Met Gala. I didn't see their outfits if it was anything outrageous, but... I didn't look. I have so no interest in the Met Gala. I don't understand why it's even a thing that people get involved with. Because they get to wear wacky outfits and well, it's considered fashion and it's New York City. It's Fifth Ave. I don't understand why the public makes such a deal of it or why the media does. But their week doesn't end in NYC. Then they're going to head to the old Kentucky Derby. They're going to do some rich people stuff on Friday, and then Saturday, Patrick Mahomes basically gets to be the driver, start your engines for the Kentucky Derby, which basically they just say riders up, which is lame. (laughs) Why can't you say like, jockeys, mount your horses? That's way better. Not the tradition, though. (sighs) Tradition. So that's Patrick Mahomes. Then you have Matt Stifler, his brother. Brother's in trouble. Brother's Th- in big trouble. Yeah, this is this is big. Like it was fun to make fun of him, acting like a, a whack job in, on social media, being super annoying. This is very serious, real life. That is now something the Mahomes have to deal with. Jackson Mahomes, who's 22 years old, has been arrested, three counts of aggravated sexual battery and a fourth count of battery, and he was booked on a $100,000 bond. Um, he is, of course, you know, this is actually a um, this is actually a uh, investigation that goes back a couple of months. This goes back to March when the alleged victim, and there's already a video out that was been published by TMZ of Jackson Mahomes, like, allegedly, forcibly trying to kiss this 40-year-old bar owner. And I and I, I don't want to make... Jokes have been made about Jackson Mahomes ever since he first started dancing on TikTok at Mile High. Uh, th- this is very serious stuff, so I'm trying to keep the jokes aside here. But he's in pretty big trouble right now. Pretty big trouble. Like, this is... Like, I don't know if he's even been bailed out of jail yet for, like, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he has he has a lot of social media followers. I don't know if he's generating big-time bucks, but to bail out of jail would be $10,000 if you were to get a bail bondsman or just pay up the $100,000 up front, but I don't think he's out of jail yet. I haven't seen anything because that's a very interesting wrinkle to the story about, like, you know, 
is Pat like, listen, buddy, you got yourself into this mess. I'm trying to do this other stuff. Paid it. He did, did pay it. I, I don't know that Patrick did, but he's so out. So he is out. Yeah. All right. That That is official from multiple outlets in Kansas City. Like, Brittany can be loud and obnoxious, whatever. The dad is awesome. Oh, the dad is The dad is hilarious. Tremendous. Smoking his cigars. It's a Philly blunt. I don't know what mom does, but man, Jackson is a mess. At least it appears to, like, I, I shouldn't say a mess, maybe. Like, I think some of it for some people is just, it's probably jealousy. And some people think that he just lives off of Patrick Mahomes. I don't know the whole story. I think there's too many people now maybe gloating over the fact that now he's in trouble. And I don't think that's the right way to go at it. But I also kind of feel bad for Patrick Mahomes having to deal with unnecessary mess. Uh, Hour two of the game coming up. Tyler Perry's a winner, and I'll tell you why next.